It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Josh is here, fresh from the Arsenal Express train. I could be fresher, given that we got back about two in the morning. Oh, okay. And um, but I'm very much here. Was it what? What a brilliant night! Can't wait to yeah. start talking about it. Yeah. Second wonderful trip to Manchester this season. Oh yeah. It's could literally, literally the day after the morning after the day after the night before. Because yeah, which is great is, as well. Because often we do a Thursday. Know, it's Tuesday. And um, and we're doing this yeah. the day after. Yeah. Often, you know, we've got a key game. We've got a key Champions League game next week as well. Absolutely, so we'll yeah. On Thursday next week. Yeah, we're joined by Little Will AFC to use his Twitter handle. It's the only thing I've got. To William William me. Sparks to give you your full name. Yes. What's your preferred? Uh, how do you when you know casual when you were strutting around Arsenal in your <laughs> in your Arsenal suit which you're wearing today. A badge um, and tie. Um, How do you like people to refer to you? The name badge I have. No, I haven't got oh, it. Oh, here we me. go. Or the lanyard. The first to me is Will. Will, okay. Will. Fine. But yeah, li- little Will, but William Sparks has a more, like, more yeah. fishy veneer to it. If yeah. you meet someone socially, like you're at Arsenal, and someone introduces you, how do you introduce yourself? Just Will. Yeah, you, hello, say, hello, you would hello, never I'm go, I'm Little Will. Hello, I'm Will, because Williams, let's be honest, William Sparks sounds far too pretentious for, for anyone. I mean, people go, I really like your surname. Like, I, I'm not really a fan of it. Like, sounds Moore. like a mod singer's name. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maitland Niles or whatever the... Uh, yeah. That is the best name been. we've had in years. Ainsley Maitland Niles. Yeah, Ainsley. Never Bill, though. Never Bill. Never, never Billy. Billy. Never Billy, okay. Yeah. Never Billy Spock. Billy Spock sounds like a good pop That's singer. That's my granddad's name, so I can... Carton the Unstoppable Sex Machine. It does, does it? <laughs> that voice you're hearing right now is from Chaz Nuki Burden. How, welcome, Chaz. Thank you. Writer, journalist, runner, uh, biographer... Uh, writer of controversial articles in 442 about Alexis Sanchez <laughs> yes etc Twitterer cheeky all Twitterer all Chaz very cheeky Twitterer all that Chaz on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, welcome and, and Chaz well, is for the casual yes. Arsenal wear today uh, is that from the club shop it is it's, it's uh, from the tie shop the t- merchandise man <laughs> the tie oh, yeah. shop oh the tie shop T-Y. tie of Arsenal 
fan TV fan who I must say last night when I was leaving the stadium mm. was getting mobbed like he was Thierry Henry was outside it? like people were like he couldn't move for people wanting selfies with Ty it was wow. Ty's night just a world yeah because I guess it was Ty's night because he has been the, the defender on you know Arsenal fan TV in that you know incredible crazy world they've now created of these so called super fans that have been you know, oh put onto God. our YouTube channels and on our Twitter feeds whether we, whether we want to see them or not and uh, you know, credit to Ty but I, I just couldn't believe the way he was being mobbed I, I love Ty and two things about Ty number one did you know that he waved off all the coaches at Alexandra Palace yesterday I saw someone tweet that and assumed yeah. it was some sort of joke I didn't understand what's um, that mean that I he, think he, he was presumably making his way up there another route but to show how he's committed because are you more committed than me are you more committed than me no we're not Ty um, <laughs> he, he wanted to sort of wave them off but the other thing I want to say about him I met him at Sellers Park the other week um, at the Palace match and it was quite funny because I was determined to have a photo taken because I think he's genuinely awesome and I don't mean like laughing at him I mean going along with him I think he's really cool and so I went and had a picture taken with him and then I went back to where I was waiting for my friend who had the tickets and this guy came up to me who had his girlfriend on his arm and he was watching other people like you said having all their selfies with Ty like he was the superstar and this guy said to me what sort of twat would want a photo taken oh. with her? And his girlfriend knew that I had, and she was like elbowing him. <laughs> going, That's but, good. That's good. Nice um, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, yeah, I've seen him for years. He's been around Arsenal. for ages. I've seen him He's been around for absolutely ages. Yeah. This is his moment. Before yeah. we continue to talk about Ty and yes. eventually get on to the, um, the triumph against Manchester United, yes. uh, we've got a couple of announcements to make. The first is that we've teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight. The world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms to offer you, the Arsenal podcast listener, fifteen pound, twenty euro, or twenty-five dollars off your off your first booking. But there are many Americans listening to the show. Probably there are. Maybe there are. I think we do. I, got, I always notice right, after we do a podcast that I get a few. Obviously, I always get a trickle of new followers. You're yeah. all welcome to follow me at Josh oh, sorry. Landy. Yeah. And there's often Americans. I think we've got a huge, Oh, okay, good. Huge well, those Americans, anyone else listening, can choose from an array of award-winning hotels around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching, in quotes, Hotel Tonight, or go to hoteltonight.com slash now and enter Arsenal in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. Well, if only I'd have known it's about just, this before booking the hotel for Monaco. That would have been yeah, that's a good point. Change it, change it, pull out of whatever, well, wherever you're staying. I, I deliberately and slightly regretted it after the first leg, insisted we booked the non-refundable. Um, oh, you do for Yeah, well, yeah. I was convinced there was no possible result that could happen well, that we would not go. And I maintain that there isn't. We, no. we are going. You're good. Um, but I might have used, uh, I might have used it. Yeah. Yeah, well, good. whether you're a business, a pleasure trip, or just going to see Arsenal in Monaco, or our next away game, as it says here, you and your mates, if you and your mates fancy staying over in a top hotel for the weekend, it's a great, it's Sorry, let me do that again. If you're a mate that is staying in a top hotel for the weekend, it is great, and you can get a room at the Charlotte Street Hotel, like we did last week, for less than half the normal price. Well, not we, not me and you, Josh. So, so when we progressed the Champions did. to the Champions League quarterfinal yeah. after three-one yeah. in normal time, yeah. winning it on penalties, yeah. you can go to sorry, what was it Charlotte Street Hotel. Well, when, we, when, when this podcast goes on really late, and um, we just want to kind of don't want to go home. Me and you, Josh, we can go to the Charlotte Street Hotel. Yes. There you go. They probably know you there. F- of course they, they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. Also, maybe you're going up to Newcastle. Do you ever do that? Will you ever stay, stay over in a hotel when you do the away games? Uh, I haven't done it for a while, actually. Um, I don't think... I've, I've heard Newcastle is probably the best one to do what about, what about Norwich, Will? Do you ever stay at Linton Travel Tavern? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're in the... Funny um, you say that, because before... 
The, the last time last time I went to Norwich, um, I stayed in a hotel in a place called Toaster. Um, it's spelled T O W C E S T E R. But oh yes, said, one of them. Said as Toaster. Yeah, Toaster. I said I read it as Toaster. So I said, like, yeah. no, no, you muppet. It's Toaster, yeah. right? So I stayed in Toaster. Yeah. Uh, actually, the night before Norwich, and uh, it was for my best friend Ricky's wedding, and. Uh, the day after, Grant Holt sunk us with a, a one oh, feet, yeah, yeah. and we uh, had like one shot on target. So okay. that was well, you bring Norwich up. That's yeah, actually the only fo- hotel football. That's relationship. enough hotel chat. Absolutely. Um, and we also mention uh, before we start that um, you can sign up and play the football pools. Remember them and get four games absolutely yeah. free by going to http colon slash two slashes bit dot ly slash ask pools. Arse pools is basically the key fact okay. you need to know there, which sounds yeah, frankly dubious, but that's that's what it is. That's what it is. There the it is. So you get there it is. Supported last night. Were you yes. watching? You watched on BBC recover. One. I watched on BBC One. So I had the experience. Well, Chaz and I, Chaz, you've been saying, watching it on BBC One, where frankly, well, lots of interesting things actually about watching it on TV. Yeah. One is Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Tonight he's on ITV, so he's like goes from flips, literally from one night he's on BBC, one night he's on ITV. So Ian Wright does both as well, so it's more so and more. A good freelancer. When more often there. you get to yeah. see these guys. I like the fact that ITV and BBC are happy to have their people flitting around from one to the other. The other thing is the commentary was by, um, who was the uh, expert pundit? It was Danny Murphy. Danny Wasn't Murphy. Awful. Terrible. He sounded like a sort of disintrested he, man commentating on a drafts match. Well, and when Di Maria got sent off, they were like, Did, was, no it idea. Yeah. "Was it him? Yeah. Was it someone? Was it someone yeah. else who got?" But, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's all you're there <laughs> exactly. for is to know. Yeah. So the big embarrassment was in that incident. They literally had no idea what the f was going on. I don't know why I'm not swearing. But, yeah. Uh, that it was. It was really interesting. They were both clueless. Didn't know who got booked. Didn't know what that he grabbed I mean, the referee. All of that. Neither did I. But I was in the far corner yeah, of the you're, stadium. You're probably about a mile away. There was that. You, you get that noise. It's one of those beautiful football noises when an opponent gets sent off. Yeah. It's kind of this like it's like nowhere near a goal, but it's more than getting a corner. It's somewhere yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah. And that noise went around. I was like, we must have got him. Must have got sent off. Yeah, yeah. And then it took a few seconds to yeah. see him trudging off very slowly. Is that? Well, I quite like Danny Murphy. He's no good. No good. No. The other thing he did after about five minutes, he was slagging off Özil, yeah. and he, oh, what he said God. about him was something like, um, I'm paraphrasing a bit, was something like, um, oh yeah, you know, I've been really annoyed about how little Özil's contributing recently. And you thought, well, a relation of little. Well, no, but I just thought, well, last year, there was a period last year, we talked about this last year on the podcast, but recently, since he's been back from injury yeah. in the league, he's been good. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a go at him, don't yeah. focus on the last four right. weeks. The way he had a go at him was just kind of <laughs> not true, it was inaccurate, and it felt like the kind of thing that a pundit says when they watch one game yeah, every we, month or something. And can, we, can we start with him, Ozil? Yeah, because Ozil, please. Ozil was such an instrumental footballer, and I believe a lot of football fans can't see it for reasons, I, I, I don't know. But a lot mainly because a, a typical football fan wishes to see. This is why Alexis is so loved. And don't get me wrong, I love Alexis for many different reasons. Chaz doesn't. Chaz doesn't. Chaz hates Alexis. Yeah. Which I'll come on to. Don't worry. Yeah, we will. I love. I love Alexis because he's a brilliant footballer and he's really he's injected mm. us with something different. But mm. with Özil, people want to see him busting a gut. It's not how he operates. How he operates is our first goal. From where I was sat, it looked like he should just play. There was a lot of space in front of him. And I yeah. thought, why don't you drive into that space and having a shot? You need have a bit of impetus. He played it over to Chamberlain, which instantly means the Man United defence switched their attention to Chamberlain. Yeah. Which means Smalling comes across, tracks Ozil, and it leaves Monreal completely free over that side. So with one pass and with one tiny little footstep, Ozil's taken about two players out of the game, and Monreal's there to finish it. This is yeah. how he operates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it, I wish people would see that side of his game. Mm. Look, I can even admit, sometimes I see him in games, and when he loses a ball, 
he might not go straight to get it back and he might duck out of a few headers sometimes but you, you've got to take that with a pinch of salt and yeah. say Ozil what Ozil does in the meantime is key to how yeah. Arsenal can get goals to be fair to the commentators the commentators did kind of come up about towards the end actually came up with a stat about how hard Ozil had worked recently and how many miles he's covered and then to which Danny Murphy said well my criticism isn't that he's not working hard it's that he's not actually producing enough great and I kind I mean I know what he means by that you know not, not every game but certainly you know through his prior yeah. etc yeah. Josh I don't know I think if you watch the last you know game since he's come back from his injury you'd, you think there's enough there there's, yeah, I agree. there's enough I agree there that, to yeah. uh, to, to certainly not be deserving of any, of any criticism. Yeah. No, a couple Dist- of goals. Distance comes as well. He looks a bit bulkier. Someone was on the pod the other day saying he put on a stone. Yes. He he's buffed up. Yeah. He's really buffed bulked, up. Bu- bulked and buffed up. Bulked, yeah. Yeah. Bulked, he's much buffer than he is in the doll that I've got um, sitting, yes. sitting in my Where, where have you room. put the doll? It's right. I'll tell you where it is. It's, I've got a little kind of pile of box sets of like DVDs and Blu-rays. Like I imagine you have lots. Superman. <laughs> but I've got a little area of all the box sets, like big ones, like every film Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> ever made and you know things like that. And right next, there is, there's Ozil sitting there on that, on that display. Is he happy like. with his role in the team? I think he's thrilled. I think he's absolutely thrilled. Yeah, Chaz is Chaz. Chaz wants his own... Uh, have you, have well, we've got, got a load of entries, oh, which yeah. we should say. Yes. Know, brilliant. Thank you all so much for your, your yes. entries. And we're going to put out on, uh, on, on yeah, the Twitter we'll, we'll and Facebook, be in touch with all the winners. Yeah, um, yeah some, uh, some interesting responses yeah. to why Tottenham play like dolls. Yeah, uh, but what, uh, before we go on to like uh, me and Chaz watching it on TV, yes. uh, before we go on to the joy of the whole night, obviously, sure. what was the experience like in terms of travelling there and the trains they put I'll on? Tell you what, pretty much dinner. Uh, you know, we should be getting something for this because we, we're clearly not short of doing a bit of publicity on, on this particular podcast. But San Carlos, my gosh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been there, Boyd. Where? In, in Manchester, this restaurant San Carlos. A lot of the Man United oh, players Isabel, go there. I got yeah, tipped yeah, off. Yeah. I, you know. I, yeah, went out with a couple of people and we said right we've got time for pre-match dinner because the Arsenal charter train that Will and I were on got in at yeah. 5 o'clock we were like pick up, pick up the charter we were like you know and I must say even when we got to Piccadilly it was rammed of Arsenal fans Brilliant. singing it's clearly like that thing with trouble sports go yeah, oh the nearest pub will do the one in the train station will it become our default the there's station, not like yeah. any thought into it and they wouldn't even leave the train station well, I think just they went about upstairs the train station. anyway so, so mm. pre-match dinner absolutely brilliant and then just did they not go straight stage to Canal Street Sorry? Sorry, carry on. <laughs> they didn't go straight to Canal Street? No. No, no fine. Okay. In the, in the stadium, just, I like, I, I don't know where you were sat, Will. I was in the normal seats at Old Trafford. Yeah, same. But we had, like, the whole East Upper, I think, yeah. as it was, where you always used to, like, United fans. There was something brilliant about saying 9,000 Gooners there. And, like, it, I think you always think you're really loud when you're in and amongst the away fans. But from what everyone else has said, we, it came across on TV. Yeah. yeah the Arsenal yeah, fans were true. loud. And I saw Henry Winter, you know, tweeting at the end of the game, you know, brilliant away fans and, and that kind of thing. And that mm. was, that was brilliant. But I was quite calm all night because, you know, as much as we've gone there, and we spoke about it, I think, on the pod last week, you fear Man United because you fear what's happened year after year after year. And actually you got there and you saw them playing and you got, you know what? We might be all right tonight because even at half time, when they clearly hadn't, he wanted to make changes. Who are they bringing on during the game? Yeah. Carrick came on, didn't he? Yanazai came on. Who came Jones. on at the back? Jones. Phil Jones came on. You're like, oh, good players, sure. But it's not like they've got brilliant match winners they're about to, to challenge us with. Um, but generally, yeah. there was just brilliant jubilation around, I, I thought. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Josh in the sense that you always, when you're in the away end and you're singing your heart, you always feel like it will come across on telly. Not always the case, but I got a lot of feedback that it did. And I'm really, oh, yeah. I'm really pleased because that's exactly what you want from an FA Cup tie. It was, I think, the, the joy that came out of that, that win was 
9,000 fans going up there going, you know, we're the Arsenal and we're here to beat Man United in the FA Cup and this is like the old days and this is how it should be again because we've gone too long there without a win. I I can't pick out many teams that have had a good record at Old Trafford consistently. Chelsea have probably got the best record. Um, but we've, oh, we definitely we, have the worst we, we, of any major team. Of I mean, any major team, but yeah. you know, I, we we just simply don't have a good record there, and mm. it's horrible because that's all. That's the first thing at the back of your mind, and possibly at the mm. players' mind as well. Well, and it's it, interesting because it interesting what you're saying about how that you were very comfortable and you were. I mean, I was a, a nervous wreck. I don't know about you, Charles. Watching no, you on a lot TV. Of around me were. Oh my god! First oh, of all, Chesney. Oh, yeah. oh, can we just address specific uh, issues? He can't help himself. He was. Oh, he was. Oh, I don't want to see him ever again in the team. I'm. I'm. That sounds a bit harsh, but. He doesn't instill confidence. Didn't instill confidence watching it. A bit hard. I, I, I think he's an infinitely better goalkeeper than Ospina. Infinitely? Yeah. Do honest, you? Honestly, based I, on what? I feel very, very shaky when Ospina's in goal. I think. Dude, I, I, I feel I much think, shakier when. I think Chesney is so. It fills me with confidence that he's confident in his own ability, and I think he has a lot of ability. I, I was the thing I get with Chesney is we say give him a bit of time out of the team and it, we'll let him settle. We can't keep doing that. We can't keep giving him every 18 months, dropping him for another goalkeeper. Because it happened with Fabianski in the run-up. Um, I think Chesney injured, maybe injured himself in the game against Bayern Munich. Or Fabianski came in against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. We can't keep dropping him. If Chesney wants to be number one, it's a bit like the Benton theory. He has ability, yeah. but he needs to get his head down and work for his place in the team. Because but, I, hmm. I, I do see it with Chesney and... Maybe some people don't because he's a bit erratic. He can eradicate that, that from his game because he's got time on his hands. But he only gets dropped when he goes through a period of being a bit shit, doesn't he? I mean, in my opinion, Chaz. that's my problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> that's my problem. Yeah, it's yeah no, issue. I far, I far do prefer Ospina, but I feel a little bit wobbly with both of them, to be honest. But I see Chesney. There's this debate about whether he's confident or not, and a lot of people say he has too much confidence. I think he has a sort of what I'd call a sort of Robbie Williams confidence, <laughs> i.e., this enormous sort of veneer of confidence. Yeah masking a hugely neurotic person. And I'm not criticising for being neurotic, it's just some of us yeah. are open about it, like me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think that's what he is, and that's not, that's, none of that's a crime, but I just think with a spinner, despite the fact that he has no neck, which always freaks me out when I'm mm. matches, but he's, he's kind of a much, yeah, he's much more confident, and I think the back four feel more confident when yeah, I think there, so. and that's obviously key. Yeah, I think they look jittery well, right from the start. Well, the moments last night, yeah. where I thought the Man United players were, were really pressurising Mertesacker. To, because they felt he was a bit nervous on the ball and he kept giving the pass backs and they kind of felt eventually yeah. that something could come from this and there were some poor kick outs and there was that moment where she, in the first half Chesney you know, danced around Rooney and you just thought yeah. is this the time? But I, don't, I, I think there's no changing him I think that's what, what you're going to get with him I just think he is this kind of you know, whether he is kind of self-confident or whether it's masking as you say Chaz I don't know but I can't see him changing that style he is going to take the extra touch no, I, he is going to be there back he is going to try and you know be I, I, a bit I hope he does change it because I don't see I, it I, I, I hope he do because I see something I see something in, in him as a really good goalkeeper I mean the, the first season he came in in the full run of the team in 11-12 he was, he was immaculate I thought he was really good at that age and unfortunately but he's had a don't you yeah. feel it would have been stamped out of him by now that that yeah, kind of behaviour? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not. Yeah. It's not like his first season. No, I, I, he's doing season. the same kind of thing. He's. he's yeah. I totally. Agree he's with consistent that. I think, in yeah, these. The neurosis. Kind of, the, I like yeah. the neurosis. Um, uh, I was going to say allegation, but that's not fair, is it? Um, it's, it's like the Cruyff, the Cruyff, description. The Cruyff turn. 
not the Cruyff turn, you know, where he, he fake shot, Rooney was coming up to him yeah. and he fake shot, just don't do it. Like, honestly, it, yeah. it scares the fans and it probably doesn't instill yeah. confidence in your defence to know that you're dicking around with a ball for yards of, and Wayne, Wayne Rooney's there, you know. But all of that is, I think, is to, to show to show this, put on this face of being cocky, yeah. kind yeah. of bravado, hiding the fact that when it comes down to it, it just, sometimes it just doesn't make saves that you should be making as well. You know, I, I'd much rather see Ospina in there. I was, as soon as Ospina wasn't even on the bench, wasn't it? Was that, that just like... Maybe you the night off. off. Yeah, yeah, fine. Maybe. I think Ospina's number one. Anyway, generally though, here's my question. Obviously, we're thrilled. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. For every, every reason, every obvious reason. But when it comes down to it, was that result in the cold light of day down to how good we were or was it to how shit they were? Well, it's one of the perennial both, isn't it? That's the, that's the answer. Because I thought we were really good. I actually thought United were okay first half. Yeah. I thought, you know, well, Roy Keane was Roy thought they were better than we were in the first half on TV. Roy Keane thought we were, they? they were better than we were. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was pretty even first even. half. And I thought second half, Arsenal just did a, a great job of being efficient with the ball. They, they got out wide. I thought we had a couple of chances before we got the goal where Sanchez got a dangerous opportunity. Even had a chance to kill the game probably twice when Cazorla, you know, forced an incredible save from De Gea, and then right at the end somehow they, you know, they did get the shot away eventually with with Sanchez, and it was saved. Um, United, though, for the last twenty twenty five minutes, I, I just cannot remember going to Old Trafford and just feeling. I, I say I felt comfortable. I, maybe well, I'm after exaggerating. Ta- after they had, but just because it off. seemed no before then, even right. it still seemed the general idea was whoever had the ball amongst the back four was just clipping it into Fellaini, who was very good at chesting it down and getting his head on it. But that kind of seemed it. They weren't mm. getting behind in behind loads of times. I think De Maria had probably their best chance maybe the second half smalling, but it you know flew off his knee. De Maria got in once and dragged it wide. And apart yeah. from that, you know, I don't know if you look back through previous Manchester United Arsenal ties, but we probably limited them to the fewest amount of good opportunities we have in mm. absolute years. And is that you know, it's got to be credit to, to Arsenal and also a weakness of Man United. Mm. But just how many I don't know how many world class players they've got there at that club at the moment. How many of their players would really want in our side? I'd probably have the goalkeeper, De Gea. I'd probably have Rooney, well, De Maria think, on his day, but that's it. But they've got underperforming. We only want three yeah, of their it's players now. It's they've got under, underperforming superstars. I mean, Dean Maria had one of his better games for them, but um, we still wasn't. What did you think, Chaz? Of the, they had 59% um, of the ball. Yeah, yeah 41%. That's, that's interesting. I, th- I think where I, I was most impressed with us, actually, was our response to the Rooney goal, because it was a very fast equaliser. Of course, that lifts the home crowd. It was a very, very good goal, the Rooney, mm. Rooney goal. You know, it's a pretty mm. classic sort of move and strike and you know the I just think the us of the last five or six years would have then the heads would have gone down and all that and they didn't well they obviously didn't because we won but they didn't seem to go down they seemed to sort of weather that storm and that's what we're sort of starting to see now is some sort of mental strength in the team in these away matches because there's never been any doubt over the last say two years and even before about the talent within our, our squad but there's been this mental this mental weakness and this tendency to always concede in these, you know, these horrible thrashings we've had to concede in the first five minutes. So that's all gone. When Rooney equalised, we still didn't drop our heads. Um, and I do think that the referee did play a big part. Yes. Under, United, under Ferguson, United just were the world champions of intimidating referees. And I don't say that entirely critically. Part of me wishes that, that uh, Wenger would uh, intimidate referees more. Um, and then part of me is pleased that we're classier than Ferguson and Mourinho teams. 
But last night they met their match. And I have to say, there was even a couple of the decisions. I think there was one in the second half, a penalty or something, where even I watching it thought actually that was. Yeah. And you watch the replay and it wasn't. But they were almost piling it on as, and he was giving so many decisions against them, they were almost testing him by just constantly mm. diving. Like he's eventually going to give one back, which referees always do, and he didn't. And know? they were doing stuff, sorry, they were doing stuff as well, like trying to get um, thing he sent off as well. And Bellerin, you know, when Bellerin well, was... And that was a great stop by Wenger. Just yeah, to, it was. Just go, you know what? Even if he does a well, a slightly bad challenge, he is off. Like he was, he was on. I mean, you say it was a great, orange light. Yeah, ab- I mean, yeah. Uh, for me, it was an absolutely necessary, blatantly obvious thing to do. It would have been yeah. outrageous if he hadn't have substituted him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all I'd say. Thank yeah, God he did. Enough. Yeah, but that was like, but, but but they they were surrounding the referee every time. All those, inst- particularly, they were trying to get him sent off, basically, and the, and the and the referee stood tall. And it's like that wasn't a bookable foul. Look, the second one, that maybe we're himself. looking with rose tinted glasses, but it does feel like. You know, you went to Old Trafford and you expected the kind of decisions. I think you were talking about maybe the Yanazai incident where he went down. Yes. And even, I mean, look, again, we are as far away as anyone in the opposite corner. But as soon as the whistle went, I went, oh, I've been here before. Yeah. Like penalty. Isn't it terrifying, though, Will, to think that if the referee had been basically a normal referee, A, oh. they would probably would have got a, at least a penalty. Bellerin probably would have been sent off. Yeah. They'd think he definitely wouldn't have been sent off, Di Maria, because there's not. I don't think there's many referees who would have taken that decision. Even oh, even with the like being touched, do they? But, that, that, but the booking for the diving, and then mm. I agree. I, I don't know if he needed booking for it. It cannot yeah. be a free kick because he did get touched a bit. So he, he did get touched. Down. But I don't. I mean, know he flung himself a, down. Booking probably is a. I I just think in the end, the the most likely thing that would have happened if the, all of those referees it was probably they would have they may well have beaten us I'm think, just saying I'm not I'm not and I'm not trying to do okay. down this is not me trying to do down Wenger also. I just think actually it was so important the referee I remember, I remember for, a, for a period of time Howard Webber's was viewed as the, the best yes. ref in the league because he represented us at uh, international tournaments and he did all the big games the FA Cup final a couple of times and there was like a, a general consensus like yeah Webb's the best ref I think a few of the journalists are either trying to start a bandwagon or actually just rationally saying Michael Oliver mm. is one of the best referees in the league now because officiating this season is something that's come under so much scrutiny every week you know we can go oh what is it this week that someone's done how can you not give that just looking at your telly like with your arm out as I'm gesturing yeah. now um Michael Oliver seems to like be taking up that mantle mm. and I was um, I actually lost it with Michael Oliver in the first half because I've got this thing at, at matches if I'm watching well now if it's United Stoke or well yeah United or Stoke because one player who does exactly what Flaney does is Crouch Crouch will get away with so much in a game mm. because he's tall and he's lanky and he's cl- he looks clumsy. They manhandle players game all game, mm. and I just wish after one or two fouls, Michael Oliver would have just gone and go booked him. Oh yeah, you can't do it because yeah. Fellaini is so blatant. Yeah. Oh, there are a lot of people complaining that people go look at Fellaini yeah. holding it up, that was, and flicking it on, only because yeah. he's manhandling the person behind yeah. him. I think Cochran, Cochran went up for every ball with Fellaini, and yeah. whether he come off, you know, black or blue. Cochrane yeah. did really well. I think even Danny Murphy at one point said that Fellaini should have been booked. You know, if Danny Murphy um, said it, I mean, come yeah, on, you know. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely, yeah. But do, did you, do you think this is, I mean, on top of the Man City <laughs> triumph, and now this triumph, we are, are we actually now, I mean, I'm obviously you're massively pro-Wenger, uh, anyway, but do you think we're kind of are actually starting to turn a corner, yeah. a very significant corner in terms of facing these big teams. And yeah, I think them. we're getting a mental, a mental strength, maybe, you know, even... You're, you're using mental strength more than Venga. Yeah. Po- you're you're loving it. Yeah, a little bit. But also, you know, look at, look at, remember Chelsea earlier this season when we lost there and Chambers had got booked and he left Chambers on 
And then, you know, yeah. he was just getting obviously absolutely torn to pieces because he couldn't uh, touch people. So I think you're right that we shouldn't overpraise, um, overpraise Wenger for the substitution last night because it was what one would hope for, but it was done so quickly and decisively. And he is a bit odd about subs, even, I'd say that. Yeah, um, like taking, like Ox going off and bringing on, um, and, and Theo literally getting stripped yeah, off. What happened there? What is, I'm writing a thing about Theo this <laughs> oh, week. Oh, good. Like, what is going on What there? is it's going right, on? You've got this man yeah. who's due, I know testimonials are not a big deal anymore, but he's due a testimonial next year. And yet he almost feels... Like, he's just arrived. Like, we're still waiting for the... Cause yeah. Partly because he's so fresh-faced. We're still waiting for him to kind of make his mark. Well, yeah. you're not often in that position where the players do a testimonial. But what was that about that? Uh, he obviously got told to prepare to come on. And then... Yeah, and then no. And then it was, you know, it's quite, it's quite a straightforward substitution, isn't it? It'll just literally go on in exactly the same position. Oh. Instead, you had to rearrange things to get Ramsey on. I was really pleased Ramsey came on, actually. I thought Ramsey gives you so much more in that fixture than Walcott does in terms of work rate and shape. And uh, but I, but equally, I found it weird, really weird, how Walcott. Because to me, I was looking over it. It looked like Walcott was all prepared to come on. Yeah. Then he maybe did he chuck his jacket or yeah. You know, we kind of well on TV. All you all you saw is him. He definitely didn't look happy. I mean, put it that yeah, way. The, yeah, the, yeah we'll of, put it that way. He yeah. Didn't look happy that he was. Uh, well, he wouldn't be happy, would he? You know, okay, fair enough. Coming back from injury really slowly, and they you know slowly. You know, try and get back into the team, and you're ten minutes here, ten minutes there. But you know, long gone now. Like now is the time he he should be back fully fresh, ready to yeah. play ninety minutes, yeah. whatever it is. And he's clearly not in. You know what what the manager thinks is his best eleven. And the fact that he hasn't come on in quite a few of the recent games means there's a sign. Going. But he's got to play. Yeah, I think you're he has to give him game. I, sure I, I, think, I think he might go. He's got one year left after. I'm this sorry. Year, I'm sorry, Boyd. Wants him out. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I love him. I love him so much. I think he's got something that. Not like that brings something almost unique in terms of you know ability to that squad. I, I hate the idea of him leaving. It's one thing with Podolski. I think we grew up and uh, maybe we're ready to move on. But with Theo, you just feel there's got to be a game for him somewhere soon. It feels like one of those stories you'll hear later down the line, and it'll be like he took me to the side and he said, Look, "I'm not quite ready, but I, I've got a game for you." And that's why when I think on last week's pod, I just assumed that would kind of be last night because it seemed to be a fair one. Because what is that man management about at the moment then? Because what can he be telling him? He's mm. been back three months now, came back mid-December. What is he telling him? that He can't be persuading him that he does really believe that he's got what it takes to be in his you know, first 11 or first 14, for God's sake, at the moment, mm. given what, you know. And also, he plays in that position where we've got players that you'd be really easy to you think slip him into a team yeah. lineup or move him in for the last 15, 20 minutes. So, I well, worry. Maybe, maybe Monaco. Maybe Monaco, if maybe. we're looking we to be really quick. It, yeah. but no, I, someone, maybe let's go. I'll go with that picture. Someone, t- someone told me the other day who, who has a kind of... Some, I won't know. So, but someone who, who talks to people within Arsenal said to me, because I was asking about Theo, and I was like, what's happened? Has he been frozen out? What's Wenger... the question. What is Wenger saying to him? Mm. And this person said to me, what Wenger does in this kind of situation when he... He just doesn't say anything. So basically, poor Theo sitting there, and Wenger doesn't like confrontation about mm. this kind of thing. So he's not really explaining to him why he's just not giving him a go. And it's, I think it is really weird. I just think it's bizarre. And I, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to pick out individual moments where he should have be coming on. Or, but he, you know, he's got to be given a chance in the next couple of games. Anyway, yeah. let's not get stuck at stuck. Let's not get mired down in Theo chat. We're still. It's still a hugely significant. I think result. it's a and hugely do we now significant think- result, and I think what it is interesting is does it give you the belief about? I know we got West Ham at the weekend, but there's a massive game against Monaco next yeah. week, and I think we've all spoken about how you know it's, the bookies have made us seven to one, and we have to be realistic. We have to go there and score three goals, and given how few goals they can see, 
it would be a, it would be a massive shock if we can turn it around. But doing what we did last night, yeah, it's got to give that team belief they can go. They could have easily scored three or four last night at Old Trafford, and if you go there and get that sort of confidence, mm. get that level of performance again, oh, I'm why not. not? I'm not the first person to suggest this, but I do think it's probably going to happen that we will end up going there and winning like two nil, and you know, yeah. And that and, third and, goal will be such a yeah, killer and that it'll we can be. Pre-write your FFS Giroud tweet for the 90th minute now, yeah, because yes. that's what's going to yes. happen. Do you think it'll be like Nicholas Bentner that moment against Barcelona <laughs> when we were yeah. oh, so near it, so I had that chance in the last minute? Yeah, it's happened. I, do you know what? I, can I just say this as well? I'd love to see Welbeck up front again instead of Giroud. I'm now fully preferring Welbeck to Giroud. I'm sorry. Really? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it depends on the game. No. I think, I, 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 I think you know... Subjective. Well, I know uh, Giroud's scored a lot of goals since it's come back. I think when it comes down to it in the big games, I don't think Welbeck is ever, ever going to let you down. Even, and I, you know, all right, he may not be... I who knows if he's his natural goal scorer. People say he's not as, as Giroud. Fine. But actually, what he gives us, with all the players around him, with all our skillful, creative players around him, I just prefer that, that option. Giroud, that's me. I, th- I think we've almost got two sort of attacking systems now where I yeah. think Giroud and Ramsey, for instance, play well together. And perhaps um, Sanchez and Welbeck are going to yeah. be, You know, I remember, uh, I think it was around 2002, we almost had two striking uh, setups. We had uh, Henry and Burkamp and then Wiltord and someone else. And, you know, he just played different ones in different games. But, um, oops. but he... Um, I'm all for... Uh, I'm all for Welbeck getting plenty of games. I thought that, you know, I think he's got a very... I think he's got an enormous character, actually. Yeah. A really big yeah. character. Yeah. And I think that's I think it. Now that's his moment. Yeah. And we've spent think, money on him. We're yeah. paying him. Yeah. Goodness knows. Good luck to him. Yeah. How much a week. If we're not going to start playing him yeah. after last night. Yeah. I right. think Giroud has deep character flaws. And, and if we can, no, I'm, I'm going to defend Giroud. I mean, I know last week I was big on saying that he's not world-class. And he's not world-class. He's very good. I think there'll be games... Like, the way he was able to come on and be a bit more of a target man last night really held the ball up for that 20 minutes there I are games where you need that more than you need what Danny Welbeck offers you I think I don't think it's automatic that you I think I'm sure Giroud will be back in the team on Saturday up front yeah mm. I, I, so, so, I think I, I, he probably will but I said this I said this to a friend I think people in fo- football fans love being black and either black or white just completely absolute it has to be one or the other and with Welbeck and Giroud I like I like what they bring in different ways and I think each game you have to plan carefully about which one you're going to play and that brings me on to the left back situation as well because I thought Monreal was our best player last night yeah, and I think Monreal yeah. is someone who last season was looked at a bit hang on he's quite thin he's uh, under <laughs> six foot yeah. uh, he's not majorly quick and he gets beaten by you know fairly mediocre wingers his performances this season have warranted the, the, the shirt more than Gibbs. Mm. And that's not to say I don't like Gibbs, because I like Gibbs mm. as well. I think they both bring a lot. But yeah. I thought Monreal was brilliant yeah. last night. Yeah, he was good. And he gave Di Maria a real Alexis was time. good, wasn't he, Chaz? Have you, any, uh, <laughs> what, any, uh, have you been won over to the, the to the Alexis uh, camp thought, yet? Yeah, no, well, I thought they were all, all good last night. On Alexis, yeah. it's funny. It's almost like going the other way. I felt like when I... Um, what boys were friends, if anyone doesn't know, is I wrote an article in December sort of uh, critiquing um, the fact that obviously Alexis had brought a lot to the team but had also taken a lot away from the team last season which was a very selfless team unit and that he had this kind of selfish side and that all the players were playing the ball into him and that he couldn't do it all alone and so we should discourage this sort of one team thing and one man team thing and he has changed that but funnily enough I now sit at matches and I hear people saying 
what I was saying, and I'm yeah, no, I, you're right. Yeah, it's such an there's a little movement. Guy. Yeah, there's a little movement who thinks he's detract- detracting from mm. us rather than. But I think even that's not true now because I, I can see that for a bit. He went. Yeah. I mean, a, I think he was overplayed. I yeah. said this last week, but you know, he was never given, didn't have a break. Still, had, hardly had a break. So even he was getting kind of worn out by his ludicrous work rate, and they were all giving it to. Him. But now I think with Özil back in the team, mm. and him, and you know. Uh, you know, whoever it is, Welbeck or hopefully, you know, the Ox. Like that, that set up last night, they weren't all giving it to him. He still had moment, great moments. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I still think Wenger hasn't quite worked out. Yeah, he's got all these, I called them cravats on a previous podcast where we're talking about yeah. Wenger in the transfer window. He buys cravats when he needs to buy yes. belt. Yes. These small attack, you know, he's got so many of them now. When you list them all, oh, it's incredible, Ox, yeah. Theo, et cetera, et cetera. And I still think he doesn't quite know, and I'm not criticising for this, I still think Wenger doesn't quite know oh, what go on, that, best, go on. that best uh, system... He can't do up his zip. I say that for him. Definitely not. Um, mm-hmm. No, he definitely doesn't know he what his best line is. And no. when he does, no. God help the opposition, because the t- you know, if he can really crack that, we will mm. be, attacking-wise, mm. arguably the best in Europe. He's become quite consistent in terms of the team we're going to play at the moment. Oh, no, well, I think he's become too consistent. I think he's, he's, he's become slightly averse to rotating, you know, certainly, you know, the team and sticking with a certain way of playing that. But I still think he doesn't... I don't think that's because he thinks that's absolutely the best lineup. I just think he thinks he's going to stick with what works if it works. Do you know what I mean? That's, I think that's how his mind works now, what which is what, one he, of the reasons why I have an issue with him. Because I just don't... I think he's not brave enough and bold enough sometimes to just go, what right, sort, what sort this of is change, the best team. What sort of changes would you make at the moment? Um, oh, I'd definitely rest Cazorla more often than he's rested. Mm. You know, Cazorla had a brilliant season. You know, absolutely, but there's still games where he gives the ball away far too often. He's quite, you know, for good, really, really good defenders and defensive midfielders, they can get the ball off him quite easily. You know, I, you know I'd rest... Um, Difficult, isn't it? Because every game at the moment you feel is yeah. like must win or, you know, you don't want to fall out of that race for the top four. Yeah, but I, don't, I think resting Cazorla and bringing in, I don't know, whether it's Theo or whoever, doesn't mean we're going to lose. I don't think that's well, means we're going to lose. You never know on Saturday because he might have viewed that game against Monaco... It's, you know, it's one chance to give everything. Yeah. And maybe on Saturday we will see a bit of rotation mm. again. I think he might rest Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I think one of uh, yeah. one of Cazorla, Alexis, Ozil will get in. Yeah. Off, I think. Absolutely. Well, we're running out of time because we spent far too much time talking about the bloke waving the coaches off. Ty. Ty. Ty said goodbye. There's a, there's, a, there's, is a, a, there's a song there or something, isn't there? Ty said goodbye. So we have to have finished with um, predictions. So we've got our, uh, West Ham at home on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And then Retreat. And Monica, you're going. You're off. I'm off you're to off Monica. It's very sad you're not yeah. coming, boys. Oh, it's tragic. Yeah, it should be. But I've got um, I've got the RTS awards that night, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Actually, yeah. What do you to... mean you don't know what you're going to well, do? I've got a bigger awards ceremony I'm supposed to go to. Are you yeah. presenting? Or probably, or just attending? No, I'm not presenting. I'm just. I was one of the judges and stuff. I'll probably uh, not go. I'll probably just just abandon it. To be honest. Oh, you can uh, stream the game. I, I can't wait. I could stream. I, I, could, wait. I could sit there watching it on my iPhone. Chaz, what is going to happen in the West Ham at home and then Monaco away? And then where's my power? West Ham five one. Oh, to Maverick. Arsenal, <laughs> in case anyone knows. Yeah. Monaco, 2-1 to Arsenal. Yeah, like it. Will? Um, Arsenal are going to win 2-0 against West Ham. West Ham are going to have a doggy display, but Ozil will do, do his magic and then it'll be, it'll nice. be 2-0, as, nice. as per usual. I like a specific prediction. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we are going to, in 90 minutes, it'll be 3-1 to Arsenal. Oh! And Bold. we'll see who wins the penalty shootout. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm I'm really get away with that. Feeling sick with nerves. Yeah. Nerves okay. Oh, look, I'm just, I know we're running out of no, time. That's a good as, 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 Josh, as Josh said, that that performance last night will give the players such an amazing. But you saw the changing room selfies. You saw Mertesacker mm. doing his diddy little video to the fans. That 
players oh, yeah. will so we won buzz already. off that yeah, so, won a couple already, yeah. so much and I, I, I think we'll go hell for leather in Monaco yeah, these selfies are getting a bit much yeah. they are actually I mean, it's enough like maybe when you won the trophy go for it um, I also think we're going to win 2-0 and before last night I really felt you know we'll go to Monaco and get one or draw and I'm scared to feel like you maybe we can do it but realistically I'll say 1-1 yeah, I think we're going to beat uh, West Ham. I think we're going to beat West Ham 3 1. I think we're going to get the result. Oh, I see. The wrong way around. Yeah, this is my coming okay. prediction. Well, look, and it's going be... to be an infuriating 2 0. Yeah. We'll be a goal away from doing it. Yeah. Think. <sighs> I firmly believe. But good on you for uh, going all the way. No, we're looking for. Are you going well? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Will's also going. I'm going. I'm trying to. Have a, have a, oh, we should say brilliant to see um, Dermot picking the ball, picking the balls. Mm, that Dermot, was amazing. What a great oh, draw he's done for us. The podcast, our Arsenal podcast, picked the pick the draw because Dermot, of course, was a founding member of this. Very, I mean, he hasn't been on it for like two years, but yes. I feel he's essentially a founding member of the podcast. It was good. We took and what a draw he got! And he's doing his dancerathon, isn't he? Doing dance on Thursday, twenty four hours on the red button. I like catching up with members of the podcast, seeing what they're doing. Exactly on live on TV, pulling the balls. Yeah, exactly. No, go on, no. There's a bit Billy Lunds touring the Balkans at the moment. Oh yeah, thanks. Oh, he's, he's, been, he's been quite quite ill. Yeah. Oh, so well, oh, well, he he's been, he's been ill on him? tour and he's been getting through it. So oh, go well, give, give, give Billy a shout out. Oh okay. I don't know where he's playing. Say hello to Billy. Anyway, no, what a draw! Just on the final note, what a draw that is. I mean, let's not count our chickens, but my God, I'm counting. I'm definitely counting my chickens. Do any of us wish we've got? Harder one. No, no, no. I want Liverpool. Arsenal Liverpool final. If we win the FA Cup with a Stephen Gerrard on goal, I will resign as a football fan because nothing better can happen. Well, you've heard it here. You've heard it here. Chaz is going to resign as a football fan. He's never going to write nasty articles about Lexus ever again. Thank you very much, Chaz. Thanks, Will. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. And we'll see you next week. Probably back to Thursday. I think next week. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.